I'm reading from the book of John, chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus said, replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. <clears throat> flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows whenever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we've seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earlier things, and you do not believe. How then will we believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus Moses lifted the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world but to condemn, to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Where are you, Hagan? <laughs> thank you brilliant that's great reading thank you Irma thanks Gail thanks everybody yeah it's great so it's really good to be with you I've had a week not really seeing m many people I had COVID but I was feeling fine but I have done two negative tests now so uh, yeah um, <clears throat> so it's uh, it's really good to be here this morning um, so I'm going to just be a bit low. I agree with Gary Lineker, I'm just going to say. I think, um, I do. I think, uh, I think the Bible's very clear that we love our neighbor, we welcome the stranger. Uh, I'm not saying the boats across the channel are the right way to do it, but anyway, I'm just going to speak that out. And all the churches, by the way, across the land have been speaking out about that. That's not what I'm talking about this morning, but I just want to say that. Tell me if you disagree. Um, we're looking at encountering Jesus. It's a very simple message this uh, season of Lent. And, uh, do you know, last week we had, uh, as Gail said, Janice and the team came to be with us and uh, shared wonderfully about how um, God can use us to help people encounter Jesus just in everyday situations. And here we have an everyday situation. Really, this man Nicodemus comes to uh, Jesus at night. I wonder, do you ever, when uh, all's said and done, 
do you find the questions that you might have uh, coming up for you at night? Has anyone ever woken up in the middle of the night thinking about what was happening during the day? Have you ever done that? Because you haven't given yourself a chance to process maybe what you were thinking about. And you wake up and uh, you're replaying stuff perhaps. Nighttime can be that time where um, you know, the busyness of the day has stopped, but the questions that you haven't had a chance to deal with come to the surface. What about this? What about that? And this man, Nicodemus, had questions. He was seeing incredible things that God was doing through this man, Jesus. And he had lots that it was prompting in him, lots that it was spurring him on to consider. If you haven't seen the series The Chosen, it's available online. There's a great whole um, stint about Nicodemus. And really interesting. The man had questions. Now Nicodemus was someone who knew this book like by heart. He was your expert. If you wanted to find out what was in the Bible, Nicodemus was your man. He was one of the Pharisees, one of the Jewish ruling council, one of the big leaders. He knew it all. He'd studied, he'd studied, he'd studied. And yet he comes to Jesus because he sees something different about Jesus. It's good to ask questions. It's good to inquire. If you've got something scratching away, if you've got that thing, oh, but what about this? Pursue that. That's why we have the Alpha Course. It's a good chance to come and ask questions. To say, God, is, is, is what your word says really true? Nicodemus knew God's word, but here he was encountering a man who was doing incredible signs. And he says, Rabbi, we know that you're from God. Because no one could do the signs you're doing without God being with them. Now, he says, we know. If you look through John's Gospel, his fellow Pharisees often said, we don't know. And they often said, Jesus must be driving out demons by the, by the devil himself. We think Jesus must be a sinner because he hangs around with sinners. So that when Nicodemus says, we know, I'm not sure if, whether we all did. The we, who's the we he's talking about? And maybe he goes to Jesus at night out of fear of his fellow Pharisees associating with Jesus. He was nervous of that. What are the questions that come to you in the night? What are the things that are maybe unresolved for you? You think, yeah, what about this? What about that? The business of the day can hide these things, but at night they come out. But when Nicodemus presents um, his thoughts to Jesus, Jesus doesn't answer them. He, he cuts to the chase. You know, often we come with that presenting issue, and Jesus just knows. In fact, John chapter 2 says Jesus knew what is in the heart of men and women. And he just knows. And so he says, I tell you what, if you want to see what God's really doing, if you want to see the power of God, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. Is anyone here a Doctor Who fan? One or two. <laughs> One or two. Thank you. So, as I understand it, well, so the series started in the 1960s. 
And the first Doctor Who, William Hartnell, was it? <coughs> and apparently he was not an easy man to work with and he was also someone with struggling health. So they had to thought, how can we get rid of William Hartnell but keep the Doctor? And so what they worked out was, well, do you know what? He's not human. He's a Time Lord. So what we can do is we can have a thing where he regenerates as a different actor. And that's what the Doctor has done, was it 14 times or something? It's the same Doctor Who, the same Time Lord, but he looks slightly different. Each, well, so quite different, <laughs> very different. <laughs> she. <laughs> uh, he, she, looks different each time, right? Different personality, different characteristics, but still the same Doctor. There's a regeneration that takes place. Now, we can't do that, right? You might look in the mirror and think, if only I could regenerate. Get up. <laughs> but, Glenn, you're so handsome, there's no way you would look in the mirror and think. So, you might want to regenerate, but you can't. And you might think, I'm getting older, so nothing can do about that. But what we can do is we can regenerate on the inside. You might look the same on the outside, but by the power of God, there can be a regeneration on the inside. In fact, that's what Jesus means when he says you've got to be born again, born from heaven, born from the Spirit, born from the power of God. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you been born again? I remember growing up and it was a sort of term of insult you often heard. Oh, I was born again Christians. But it, strip that away, it's in the Bible. If you want to be a Christian, it's not just about going to church and doing good things. It's about being born again. Being born again. You can't see the kingdom of God. You can't enter the kingdom of God, Jesus says, unless you've been born again. Now, Nicodemus takes it very um, literally. I can't enter my mother's womb again. I'm an old man. Well done, Nicodemus. You're a very smart guy. <laughs> Jesus often replies, in, and he's on a different level. He's seeing something different. He's seeing the human, the literal, but also the spiritual as well. We were thinking about that last week. As Janice described, if you had, didn't see it, there is her talk, it's on YouTube. You know, seeing people and just what this, the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying, I see a rainbow, I see something about this person. Jesus is talking on a heavenly level as well as on an earthly level. You have to give, be born again. Now, flesh gives birth to flesh, and that's just a normal way of things. But you see, the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You have to be born of the Spirit. Don't be surprised about this, Jesus says. We did the funeral service for Joy Gregory just, uh, just recently. And Joy chose two Bible passages and one of which was 1 Peter chapter 1, which talks about the new birth that we have. Now, it seemed odd, didn't it? Funeral service, talking about birth. But that was Joy's lived experience, that she had come into a new birth, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. But as he rose again, he paved the way for a resurrection life. And through our faith in him, we have new life as well, new birth.
into a new life. I love this description of the Holy Spirit here. The wind blows wherever it wants. You might hear it sound. You, you know, you, you can't see the wind, but you see the effects. You look up in the trees. Oh, it's windy today. I stood by a bonfire recently and uh, chatting to someone and just occasionally the smoke would come our way because the wind was moving and the flames were being in the smoke. There's nothing we could do about it. We couldn't control it. Try, oh, smoke, get away. He was trying to do a Harry Potter trick to keep the fl- It didn't work. The wind blows wherever it wants. Can't control it. We can't manage it. You can harness it. You can build a windmill or a wind turbine, but if there's no wind, it's not going to do anything. The Holy Spirit is moving in this place. And he is free to move. And we want to say, come Holy Spirit, move freely. We don't want to constrain you, constrict you. And we don't want to Stop what you're doing. Or sometimes you can close the doors, can't you, to get out of the wind. We don't want to do that with God. We want to say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Sometimes a gentle whisper, sometimes a stronger gale. Lord, have your way in this place. I love the work of the Holy Spirit, who often surprises us by what he does. The wind blows where it, wherever it pleases, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So we might get to heaven and go, what, you? <laughs> yes, you. They might go, what, you? And you go, yes, me. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus doesn't get it. He studied, and you can study, you could study the Bible back to front. Great thing to do. You could come to church every week. Great thing to do. But you can still not get it. And that's what Nicodemus is like. He doesn't get it. Jesus says, you're Israel's teacher and you still don't get it. We're talking about what we know. We've seen this. I've come from heaven. I'm talking about earthly things. You still don't get it. How can I talk about heavenly things? Jesus starts talking and... uh, it's only later, Nicodemus, that things would fall into place for him. Jesus describes, even in this early part of the gospel, how he will be lifted up. It refers back to the Old Testament story of the snake lifted up in the desert. People looked at the snake and they were saved. The Son of Man must also be lifted up, Jesus says. Nicodemus would have thought, what on earth are you talking about? He went on a journey. And eventually he would understand these words. Most famous words in the Bible. God so loved the world. He gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What does it mean to be born again? It essentially means to believe in Jesus. As we believe in Jesus, God sets his spirit in us. I hope my daughter doesn't mind me saying this, but she, uh, she got her provisional driving license this week. Mm. 
<laughs> yep. Happy days. Looking forward to it. <clears throat> now, if you're older like me, I'm 50 now. <clears throat> if you're older, I know. <laughs> you never had to do the theory test, did you? And you still haven't got a clue, let's be honest. You're blagging it all the time. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I think it means stop. But these days, our younger drivers have to do a theory test, don't they? Now, you can pass your theory test like my nephew did and has done, but that doesn't mean you can drive independently, does it? You've also got to pass the practical. And some people do the theory exam, no problem, and then they still, time and time again, fail on the practical. Believing in Jesus isn't just passing the theory. It's not just reciting the words and paying lip service. It's getting behind the wheel of a car and actually driving in the direction of heaven. It's following him. If we say, I believe, you say, okay, I'm going to get up and follow. I don't just say the words. I put my money where my mouth is, as it were. I get behind the wheel and I go in God's direction. Faith will look like something. That's not, we, not us earning our way to God, but it is our way of saying, yes, I do believe, I do trust. Now, Nicodemus, as I said, went on a journey of faith. We see him here in John chapter 3, questioning Jesus at night. John chapter 7, I think, at roughly that point, they're all having a go at Jesus, and Nicodemus stands up for him. Hang on a minute, he says. He's willing, with the other leaders, to stand up for Jesus. And then... When Jesus dies on the cross, his body is taken by someone called Joseph of Arimathea who buys the tomb and lays Jesus in the tomb. Who's with him? Nicodemus. He buys some spices to treat the body of Jesus. By the end of the gospel story, Nicodemus is willing to associate with the crucified Jesus. He's not ashamed of the cross. Disciples know where to be seen, but Nicodemus is actually there. They're still afraid of the others, but he's there with Jesus. Because his, he's realized those words of Jesus would have been, okay, I have to believe. It has to look like something. I've got to get behind the wheel. I've got to take the body of Jesus. I've got to get close to Jesus. I've got to associate with Jesus. Gail had us praying for the persecuted church. They stand up and they're willing to associate with Jesus. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Really makes my heart sink when Christians get all judgy and condemning. Because even Jesus didn't do that. <laughs> he was sent into the world to save the world through him. So it's really simple. He's right here now. And as you go home, and just maybe those questions in the night or on your own in the dark, you think, yeah, but bring them to Jesus. You might be at the earlier stage like Nicodemus and you're still that questioning person. That's fine. Go for it. God can handle your questions. You might be willing then to stand up for Jesus 
when others are saying, oh, I think it's all a load of rubbish. He might then also be willing to associate with the crucified Jesus. Wherever you're at, Jesus is there for an encounter. He's closer than you think. So I invite us this morning just to, in our hearts, just step out of the boat and believe once more in Jesus. I'm going to pray. Thank you for what you're doing in this church, Jesus. Would you take all the glory? I am born again. Maybe that's not a helpful terminology for you. It doesn't really matter the language, but I wonder whether today's the day to go from passing the theory test to getting behind the wheel. Only you know that. It's between you and God. No one else can do that for you. You might still have questions. That's okay too. In fact, that's important. But maybe today's your day to get behind the wheel. Say, I will follow Jesus. I don't have all the answers, but I'm just going to follow. Maybe you felt the wind of the Spirit. I want to invite you to put up your sails. Catch the wind. Let him carry you along.